This is Winning with ADHD, a podcast for parents to empower students. Build up your ADHD teens so that they recognize their own talents, creativity, and uniqueness. Get tips and tricks to help overcome executive functioning challenges. Listen to stories and experiences of what worked and what did not. Together, let's find ways to build your child's self-esteem and start winning with ADHD. And now, here's your host, Heather Walker. Hi, friends. Happy December. Welcome to the Winning with ADHD podcast. I'm Heather Walker. Today, I want to talk about four tips on how to help make the holiday season a little bit more enjoyable and less stressful for you with your child that has ADHD. This podcast will probably be on the shorter side this month because we have lots going on, but I also really feel like these tips um, can be ran through pretty quick. And I want to be mindful of your time during this season as well. The holiday season brings a lot of excitement and a lot of stress. And really these tips are tied around what can we do to help get the best bang for our buck. And taking a minute to really recognize as step number one, What is it that you're really looking for throughout this holiday season? What are the things that are most important to you? So if you were to take a minute and close your eyes and think about what does the perfect holiday season look like? Maybe you're somebody who loves to pack in all of the different activities, or maybe you're somebody who likes more of the quiet moments. Um, Regardless of what that looks like, think about what the feelings are that you would have in those different experiences. So for example, if I think about the activities that we like to do, or sometimes the activities that I think would be really fun to do, um, what I really enjoy is really not so much the activity itself, but being together as a family and having fun, having laughter, creating memories. And then usually we have, you know, some inside jokes that come along from those activities. And that's what I personally really value out of those events and things that we do through the holiday season. If I were to take a minute and write those down and then pause for a second and come back and think about what have been the activities we've done in the past that didn't quite go as planned, or I walked away feeling that we didn't have good memories or that things felt off or people were kind of bickering with each other. What are some things that we can um, learn from that? What are the triggers that kind of sparked it to go down that path where we weren't as happy, we weren't enjoying each other's company? And if anything, it was pretty much the exact opposite of that. So let me share some examples of events that have gone really well and events where I've learned some triggers and we've kind of adjusted as the years have gone on. First thing that I've learned and noticed is that kids with ADHD are impulsive and they get really excited and they like the here and the now. They don't like to wait for the rewards and Um, their impulsivity of the excitement really just kind of ramps up when they're excited about opening gifts or going somewhere, going to a party, doing certain activities. So what are some things that we have done to help us be able to um, navigate that a little bit better to where as many people as possible are enjoying themselves? The first thing that 
I've done is I've picked up on those triggers. So for example, our daughter likes to spend a lot of time on her crafts that she's enjoying. One of the things that we've done most years is build gingerbread houses and gingerbread houses can bring a lot of emotions into our house because maybe we can't get our gingerbread house to stand up, or maybe it didn't turn out the way that we thought, or maybe we felt rushed to be able to get done in the time frame that we have. And so those are some of the things that we've experienced. So ways that I've learned to help make the gingerbread experience go a little bit better is I need to make sure that we have plenty of time to work on it and that we don't have to be anywhere right after. So if we were to start right after dinner, I would want to make sure that we had, maybe we were already ready for bed. Maybe we um, had uh, planned on a later night, or maybe we started before dinner knowing that we would eat a fun dinner in between, take a break, and then we would finish up so that we were still in bed on time, depending on your child's needs. Our child definitely needs to maintain as much of a consistent schedule with sleep as possible. So we work really hard to do that. But if you give them an activity at seven o'clock and their bedtime is eight o'clock, then you're going to get them all excited and they're going to be riled up. And then you're going to want to push them off to bed. And you're just going to create an experience that doesn't generate the warm fuzzies and the happy feelings that you were looking from the activity. So be mindful of that time frame, and they're not going to want to let go. Children with ADHD have a hard time tra transitioning from one task or subject over to another. So if they're working on an assignment at school even, and they the bell rings and they now need to be in their next class, sometimes they will have a meltdown at that point because they're actually focused and working. And it's really hard for them to kind of stop the brain from working on that and move to the next one, especially if it's something they're enjoying, which I think we can all relate to. So being mindful of how much time we have, knowing if your kid is the one that's really speedy to get it done, or if you have one that is a little bit more of a perfectionist and wanting to build out this elaborate gingerbread house. I actually have, I think, kids that fit into all three categories. I have one that just like slaps it together and is done and ready to move on to the next thing. Another one that spends probably a reasonable amount of time and just puts it together with what she has. And then I have a third one that is wanting to use all of the gumdrops, all of the peppermints, all of the sprinkles, all of the things to build her gingerbread house and takes hours and hours to create this magnificent gingerbread house. And so being aware of how your kids show up and what, what they um, tend to do in those circumstances will be helpful in creating that enjoyable experience. So what do we do when we have three kids that are across all different varying things? Well, the one that wants to take a long time, then maybe you do something with the other two that the first one doesn't enjoy as much. So for our family, for example, um, we could watch a movie afterwards, leave the one that takes a long time at the kitchen table. The rest of us can go to the living room and watch a movie, or maybe we just separate ways and everybody goes and does their own thing um, so that, you know, the one that's taking longer doesn't feel like they're missing out. Or maybe, um, you know, the two that finish faster help make cookies 
And the one that takes longer doesn't really enjoy making cookies, but likes to eat them. And so she can eat the cookies after you've made them while she's still making her gingerbread house. So those are some of the ideas around what we can do to kind of compromise on the different pieces that we want to have as a part of our family tradition or our family experience as we work through the holiday season. The next step would be to prioritize what you do. Um, a lot of families are go, 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 go. They have tons of activities all throughout the year. And as a family, they are able to function and operate with little to no downtime. And then you have other families that need a lot of downtime or, or members of the family who needs lots of downtime. So when you look through what you're wanting to do as a family or that maybe you as a person want to do, maybe looking at it and saying, well, what's most important to me? Going ice skating is more important than building gingerbread houses. So maybe we do that this year. Maybe we do gingerbread houses next year, or maybe um, we start doing some activities in November. A lot of times you can pick up the gingerbread house, you can decorate it before Thanksgiving, and then you can have it all season long, and then you can still do other activities. So spreading it out a little bit or shrinking down some of the activities that you do. Um, the other thing is, is deciding, does everybody have to be involved? We have a lot of situations where I have an expectation that the whole family is doing something together. And then I kind of create the bad experience by trying to pull people along who do not want to participate. And then I'm ultimately not getting what I want out of the season in that I want laughter and I want to build relationships and I want our family to have create memories. But our oldest daughter oftentimes will go up to her room while the rest of us are downstairs doing something. And periodically she will just shout out things as, and participate in our conversation. And so being willing to accept that while she's not here with us, she's still participating in her own way that creates an enjoyable experience for everybody involved. Another way that we can look at this is maybe we split up and we do parent-child dates where um, maybe, again, depending on the structure of your family, we have three kids. So maybe I could take one kid and go ice skating, or maybe I take two kids and go ice skating. Maybe I take everybody and we go see a movie, but we bring earplugs, maybe, um, or headphones, maybe um, certain activities we do as a whole family and other activities we just eliminate altogether. And so that really kind of leads to tip number four, which is eliminating the busyness or the expectation of having to be busy. What can we do um, to say no to certain things that don't serve our family well? We have um, a tradition in our family where the grandkids go and um, stay the night. And as a family, we've decided that it's better that they just have a late night because of the lack of sleep and then how the kids show up on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. It, it, the idea of that fun activity and because it's throughout the night and they get no sleep kind of runs the entire experience for the next two days, which is really sad to me. So we've kind of made a, a decision that we're going to end the night at say 11 o'clock and we're going to go to bed and that way we can enjoy 
all of the events that happen over those two or three days without having to um, have a heavy burden of the fact that we didn't have enough sleep. I think overall, the biggest piece that I think is important here is that we want quality over quantity. If we're looking for laughter and fun events and memories as a family, we want to have quality events rather than just having a lot of them. And so I think if we were to look back on time, we're not in time, we're not going to remember necessarily everything we did. We're going to remember how we felt. And if we have too many things packed in there and we felt rushed and stressed and agitated and angry and irritable, then that's what we're going to remember rather than the really good times that we had um, during that season. So those are my four main tips. The first one is to look at what is it that you're really wanting out of the holiday season? Um, what are the things and triggers that happen that have prevented you from being able to have those enjoyable experiences? Number three, what can we do to prioritize um, what's most important for us and what activities we do this year versus maybe spreading it out um, over a longer time frame, or maybe saying we're going to do that next year? I had a perfect example of that this year. I saw Nutcracker Ballet tickets and I thought, oh my gosh, that would be so fun. We've never done that before, but we already had a full schedule. And I was like, I'm going to tuck that away. We're going to do that next year. So deciding what is important to you and being mindful of sensory overloads or um, emotions that come with the holidays of just the fact that there are so many exciting things to do and fun activities. Um, the number four would be like compromise. What can we compromise on? Can we have a certain person not participate in certain events or maybe um, the order in which we do the activities? Maybe we watch a movie first and then we do gingerbread houses or maybe we um, go ice skating and then eat dinner or maybe we eat dinner first, right? Like because they're hungry. Um, what does that look like? And then the last one is eliminating the busyness just to be busy and remembering that the quality of our interactions and our um, family time is what's more important than the sheer quantity of activities just to say that we did all of these things. I hope that you all have a wonderful December and a happy new year. Winning with ADHD is brought to you by Disrupt ADHD. Head on to disruptadhd.com slash learn more.